Welcome to Children of Zion Chats. My name is April and I'm your host. And today we have a very special guest, Brett Spears. In this episode, we talk about encounters with Jesus and Brett's ministry out of Youngstown, Ohio called The Encounter. We hope this message is a blessing to you. So, um, another reason I wanted to do this interview is, um, I'm just so hungry for encounters and I want, um, that to be the main message for our listeners to just draw and stir up hunger for our listeners and for them to encounter Jesus, not to just hear another message, but to encounter him in such a way that it just, they just have this holy addiction. So Another thing that was standing out to me is a story that you told, I think it was last year at a prayer breakfast, where you said, you know, you come to know the Lord, but um, there was still something reserved in your heart that you had been holding back that you weren't aware of. Would you mind talking about that encounter? Um, yeah. Can you can you remind me a little bit more about it? I'm, I'm so sorry. It's not, uh, it's not coming to me right, right away. Um, it, I, I'm, I'm thinking, is it the one, uh, that I mentioned from probably would have been a, a glory nights Atlanta. Um, is that the one that, that you're referencing? Yes. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, you know, I had been walking with the Lord for like, I would say, um, close to 10 years and just love the Lord, you know, always spending time with him, even right out of the gate when, when really got, um, you know, serious about the Lord and, and, and he had come and, uh, you know, walked into my, my jail cell, uh, and when I was incarcerated and just set me completely free and, um, freed me of all the demons I had and, and set me on a path of pursuing him. I I definitely love the Lord, but, um, you know, there's just something that, that happened in this meeting where, uh, actually, a dear friend and, and mentor of mine, Brian Guerin, came by and uh, he just laid hands on me. Um, and there was this moment of of just impartation. And, and I don't even know if I can find this in scripture or, or, or whatever. I, obviously, we know um, the Bible says in Habakkuk 3, 4, out of his hands come rays of light and there the power is hidden. We see impartation. We see Paul, you know, laying his hands and people receiving the Holy Spirit. But this was this was different. This was like you stuck a key in my heart and it, and it opened up. And the best visual I I could give you is it's like if you had a hallway with a lot of doors, but then the hallway was expanded far beyond what the eye could see. And, uh, and so, so imagine you're standing in, in a hallway and a doorway and there's just, you know, say you're at a hotel or something, you know, and you're walking down. Well, imagine they added, the width of the hotel just as far beyond as your eyes could see. And that was like the capacity in the size and my ability to love the Lord um, and the love that I had for him. It just expanded and shot out. And I just began to weep. I mean, really there were, there is still no words to accurately describe, you know, what I felt in that moment um, and what it's done since, since then. Uh, And anytime I go back to, even um, thinking about it or meditating on it, I, I begin to weep, you know. So, so good. I felt, I felt the Lord on that when <laughs> you were talking about, really felt the Lord yeah, on that. Come on, Jesus. Uh, 
So before we started the podcast, I was just praying. I was like, Lord, have your way, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say. And I just heard John 15. I was hearing John 15. Remain in my love. And that just really stuck out to me. Remain in my love. And apart from him, you know, we can do nothing. And we talk about encounters a lot in this podcast, but like what Brett was just saying, they absolutely change your life. They can, you can shift from going one way um, in one instance. And then all of a sudden God comes in and shifts your whole destiny and turns everything upside down. And then you're going another way. I feel the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's so true. They're, they're so needed, you, you know, and I, I've just been in, um, you know, I grew up Southern Baptist and, uh, and, and so only really knew how to encounter um, the Lord through the, the written word, which we love. And I totally, you know, run everything through that and just believe the Bible. And I think it's so necessary today to have such a, a deep root and um, being grounded in the word, you know, um, being accurate, being biblically accurate. Um, but I, I really only learned about encountering the Lord through that and maybe through, you know, some hymns and and the presence of the Lord resting upon worship. Um, But, you know, just traveling and, and seeing different churches and um, different avenues in which the way the Lord encounters people, these power encounters, if we call them um, these moments where you see it in the Bible, uh, the burning bush for Moses um, the mantle falling down and Elisha picking it up as Elisha's caught up into heaven and then striking the uh, the the river Jordan and it's parting and him walking up across on dry land. You see these different encounters, Paul on the road to Damascus, and they they you're certainly meeting the Lord and seeing about his um, his attributes and his character, but they carry something. They carry deposit they carry um impartation it's just as paul gets knocked off his horse as the uh, on the road to damascus you know he he then encounters the lord but in the moment he begins and you find out later um in acts i can't remember what chapter it is but later he's describing it to a ruler and he's like in that moment jesus began to speak to me about um, my commissioning and my calling that I was called to preach the gospel, to bring people out from the power of Satan to being under the power of God. And and there was literally impartation for Paul to walk as an apostle in that encounter he had with Jesus. And it was so potent. And, and we just, you know, we need those encounters to fulfill and walk out everything that the Lord has for us. We certainly do, man. We need that empowerment. We need you know, and these encounters also, they stir up more hunger for him. It's amazing how it happens to me that you're just, you know, what you think, maybe minding your own business. Like you said, at church, I grew up in a church as well. And um, just him encountering you, how it begins this hunger. And then it just, the more you encounter him, the more it just keeps going. Yeah. And you just, it becomes an addiction of hearing his voice and um, being obedient to what he's asking you to do and, but out of a place of love, out of like, I will do anything you want me to do because I yeah. love you. <laughs> it's not because you're making me, it's because I'm addicted to you and your voice and your presence. And so um, that's why these encounters, like you said, are just 
so amazing and so life-changing and so needed for us to be able to be equipped um, to, to, wouldn't you say also to love him well, you know, these encounters help you love him well. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's how you, you know him, you know, that word no is not necessarily a informational knowing it's an experiential knowing, um, you know, I'm reminded of Matthew chapter seven. Uh, and it says that in those days, they will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, you know, speaking of the last days, the end of the age, they'll say, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name? Do we not cast out devils in your name? Do we not do many mighty exploits? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. And that word knew is the same word when it says that Mary knew not a man, but became pregnant. It's a very deep, close, intimate knowing um, by experience, you know, um, and that takes place typically in the secret place, but also, you know, in meetings and different things, it's a, it's a knowing by experience, meaning I've seen him, I've touched him, I've felt him, I've heard him. And there's a, there's really this like residue that gets on you of his person in his nature. You you know, there's a, um, a proverb in the Bible that talks about, uh, not hanging around an angry person, you know, least you become like them, you know, a person who's prone to anger. Uh, and then the Bible also says, um, don't be fooled. Bad co- company corrupts good morals, right? Well, how, you know, we should know that that also can be flipped around. And like, as I rub up against Jesus, as I get around Jesus, as I get around other hungry people who carry Jesus and I begin to encounter him, then his nature and his likeness, you know, humility, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, those things are really um, smeared upon me. And I'll, I'll take, we'll take on um, his likeness and his image. Paul called it, you know, maturing into the full measure of Christ. And it really does come often uh, in, in an increasing manner through encounter. So, so good, man. I felt fire on that. And then I was just thinking also of like, just touching his garment, you know, just, just touching his garment. That's all it takes to encounter him, to, to be changed, to like, to have a complete mind shift change. Just touching his garment. It is super interesting. Um, I I had a, um, actually had a dream, last last night which I, I really you know feel like it was for you know this podcast and, and alluding to it and then you know you totally you know took us this direction which was great but in it he you know um I, I won't go into detail but the gist of it was dealing with the maturing of the saints you know and I I think uh you know some of us we hear about the maturing of the saints we hear about encounters we hear about these things and if we're not careful, we can get hung up on on words um, sometimes. But, you know, the Bible uses them like you know, the Bible calls us babes in Christ. And, you know, I, I think that a lot of us, you know, especially if you had a hard upbringing or this or that, you know, you spent your whole life trying to, you know, prove, no, I'm a grown adult. You know, every every preteen does it. <laughs> you know, I'm grown. I know it. I got it figured out. But, you know, Jesus calls yeah. us to become like children. And when we become born again, we really become babes in Christ. And I I love that the Lord uses that word because it exposes our heart and it can actually expose any pride um, that's in our heart. And we would say, well, why would, 
the Lord do that? Well, to remove that pride because he gives grace to the humble. And he knows that as we go low, it's an invitation into what we need. And that's encountering him. You must become like a child to enter the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, God is desiring for us to become more mature and to grow up and display that full measure of Christ. But it doesn't come like maturity in um, in the world of, you know, I go and I learn what to do and what not to do and all these things, although that's part of it, it really comes through these encounters, through knowing him that if you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. And that as we experientially know him, knowing him, then his life is produced in us. You know, Jesus said, human effort availeth nothing but the spirit brings life. And as we encounter him and we receive these impartations of his nature and his person and our minds are renewed through them, we'll then begin to fully display who he is and and by default mature and grow up in Christ. Oh my gosh. And the way up yes. is down, you know, <laughs> this hair, you're talking, the yes, way up is so down, good. it is dependency, complete dependency and I was just thinking about that this morning you know abiding in him and our how our human nature so fights that we so want the dependency we so want to be like okay look at what I've accomplished and and it's but the way up is down it's backwards it is complete dependency and I'm learning and I don't know about you but the days that I don't like I, I feel like you know hey I've missed it or whatever I'm not even the same person. I don't even, I'm like, man, like, I don't even like that person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Jesus, I so need you. <laughs> like, I so need you. And not that he's condemning or anything like that when I haven't spent time with him. It's, it's actually, actually the opposite. But it's, you know, I just feel that in my heart, like, okay, something's off. And Jesus, I yeah. need you. And that's the amazing thing. He's always available. Yeah. You can just lean right back into him and say, I, I need you. Just, just, yeah, just come in. I need you. And he's just right there. Like, okay, let's just push the restart button or whatever. And let's just go again. And he's just so loving. Um, so, so good. Um, so another reason um, I felt we should do the podcast is um, I've heard great things about your church and, and from an encounter standpoint, I've heard, um, like that it's, it's very free in regards to encounters and um, just going after the Lord. Can you talk a little bit more about your Yeah, um, Yeah, I, I definitely will. Before, before I, I jump into that, though, you, it's so funny you, you talked about that. Um, the way to go up is to go low. Before, before <laughs> I, I, I kid you not, I was meditating on this dream <laughs> and I heard the Holy Spirit say, uh, in the kingdom, growing up is growing low. <laughs> and I was like, I, I kid you not. I mean, I just, I, I thought I, I should say that. It was just crazy. And just so anybody's listening to, this is exactly what we're talking about. You know, here you are. Where, where are you at, April? Where are you at right now? Like, you're in Georgia. Okay, I'm I'm in Florida right now. I'm, I'm on a trip uh, in Pensacola, Florida, where I grew up. And, uh, and here I am in Florida, you're in Georgia, and we hear the exact same thing because we're talking to the exact same person, you know, it, which is, is through that encounter, through hearing his voice, you know, Jesus said, bread, a man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, it has been bread and life to us this morning. And it's imparting that like, hey, 
listen, don't worry about striving. Don't worry about trying to, 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 you know, it's like telling little children, don't grow up too fast, you know, just grow low, you know, just go low and humble yourself. And as you do and become dependent, he'll do the work through us. So I just thought that was um, super awesome, you know, of the Lord. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, a lot of times I'll hear the Lord say, like when I feel like, you know, condemnation tries to hit or just like all that, whatever yucky stuff, I'll literally hear him say, come on. Just yeah, hold so my good. Hand. Just so hold good. My hand. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Jesus. <laughs> you know thank I mean? you, Lord. Like, oh. Uh, She's like, just yeah. hold my hand. You know, like, yeah. oh, gosh, Lord, you and you just like, and then I'm just a mess. Yeah. <laughs> because you think, you know, religion will tell you that he's there standing with this bashing stick ready to beat you over the head, you know, and it'll tell you like, oh, you've missed it. So you can't go back or like, and it's, it's, you don't think that way in a normal relationship. You don't think, oh, I've missed it. You think, okay, let's just go hang out. You know, let's, I just want to yeah. be with you. And it's the same thing with him. It's come on, let's hang out. I'm still here. I'm, I'm ready. I'm waiting. Just hold my hand. And I'm like, oh Lord. <laughs> oh, it's so good. He's so good. <laughs> it's so true. He's, He's so, so good, good and merciful and, and patient and long suffering with us. And it's, you know, the, it's, it's the heart, you know, it's the heart and, and we have to learn that, you know, that a lot of times shame will come and say, you know, I need to run away and fix everything before I come to him. And he's like, no, 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 you can't fix anything anyway. Just come to me and I'll do it. You know? mm. The fixing is at my feet. So, you know? so, so good, man. I feel yeah. hunger stirring now. <laughs> this is so good. Oh. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. So, uh, would yeah, would you mind talking about your church a little bit so our listeners would be able to come and check yeah, it out? So and- we're in oh, Youngstown, Ohio. Um, and I don't know if anybody knows what that's at, but it's basically it's actually halfway between Chicago and New York um, City and then halfway between Pittsburgh and Cleveland, almost exactly. So um, but right there on the, the Pennsylvania border, um, we started a couple of years ago um, just actually 12 of us came together in our house and then it just kept growing and growing um to you know beyond capacity so we ended up getting a building and um you know our heart has really just to be as biblically accurate as we can and to just um you know we threw out everything that you know maybe your modern structure of church has but then allowing the Holy Spirit, because we said, you know, we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. So not everything that the church does is, you know, an, a, is wrong or in error or anything like that. But what we really wanted to do is say, Lord, you know, we don't know how to do church. Will you teach us how to do church? And will you teach us how to be a family? Will you teach us, you know, Paul, which I believe Paul wrote Hebrews, but Hebrews says, um, it says, you know, or no, sorry, it's in, it is in Timothy. It is Paul saying it in Timothy. He calls the church. He says, it's the church of the living God, the household of faith, the pillar and ground of truth. And so we're like, Lord, what is your original intent and idea for a community? What is your original intent and idea for the church? So we went back and looked at Acts. You know, what were the first things the church was doing? They were adhering to the apostles doctrine. They were 
fellowshipping. They were eating together in their in their houses and they gave themselves to prayer. And so really, you know, we set out with what we saw the biblical structure was and just allowed the Lord to add some things back, you know, upon the journey that, you know, in his timing, just really trying to be led just like the Israelites were. If we see the cloud move, we move. If we see the cloud stay, we stay. And in doing that, what we've seen is this deep community, like deep family, authentic love. You know, Jesus said, uh, or sorry, Jesus was in a meeting and his mother, brother, and sister showed up and they said, hey, your mother, brother, and sisters are outside. He said, listen, I'll show you my brother, my mother, my sister, my father, those that do the will of my father and pointed to the disciples and those around him. And we've just seen this deep family aspect uh, where people are living transparent. You know, they're walking in the light as he is in the light. Uh, they're they're confiding in one another. The Bible says, confess your sins to one another, pray for each other that you might be healed. You know, and by walking in transparency, what we've seen is the level of purity and holiness just go through the roof. You know, people that were sleeping around, people that were struggling with porn for years. It's just through the work of the spirit in in the context of the church, how God set it up and just obviously given our lives to seeking his face daily, individually, privately at home. People are just coming alive and being set free. And then on top of that structure being founded and rooted um, on the doctrine of the apostles and prophet, prophets with, um, you know, Christ as its chief cornerstone, we have seen the manifest glory of God. God. Like I, I personally have not seen consistently within the context of a local body. I'm saying me personally, I know it's existed. I know it's out there. I know it's, you know, around, I've been in churches, I've been in meetings with guest guest speakers and different things like that. I'm certainly not saying, you, you know, or patting ourselves on the back or anything like that. I'm just saying me personally, I've been, you know, in ministry um, almost a decade. And, uh, you know, as far as a consistent increasing basis of what we've seen with signs and wonders and, um, you know, people coming in, sitting in their seats and demons coming out without anybody saying anything, you know, they just fall out of their seats and start screaming and the power of God delivers them. Um, people getting baptized in, in water, dead in the water. We have to pick them up. Um, you, you know, uh, people getting in the water, getting healed, healings happening weekly prophecy. Come I mean, on. just all the things that, you know, we I've seen and experienced in multiple meetings, but, but consistently, uh, within the context of a, a local body, I personally have not been, you know, I don't know I've heard of and seen for, for years and heard many stories. And again, there's a lot of amazing, healthy bodies out there where this is taking place. But I've personally not been, you know, a part of something that's been consistent like this. And it's just amazing to see because honestly, all we're doing, you know, is seeking the face of God, fasting, praying, all the things that we know to do. And just like we were talking about earlier, laying our lives down at his feet. And then it's all been by his spirit. Like we can't manufacture any of this. It's just what he's doing in and through and amongst his people, you know. That's so, so good. Like God always, he has a plan, you know, and that dependency yeah. is just where it's at in, in just him and just being a conduit, a vessel uh, for what he's wanting to do. And it's so interesting. You yeah, said it started yeah. out with 12. 12. <laughs> so interesting. He said 12. 
you know, because the apostles, that's what I was just hearing, like um, a true apostolic hub. Um, and that's really what it sounds like, an, an apostolic hub where you're building and maybe sending people out and just the glory of the Lord. Yeah, yeah really it's been really awesome. humbling experience and just, you know, it, it keeps you very dependent on him. Jesus, don't let us, you know, because it's very precious. That's been the, um, you, you know, the reoccurring thing when we'll have, you know, traveling ministers and, and people come in is that this is very precious, <laughs> you know, um, often, often followed by them looking at me saying, hey, don't screw this up, <laughs> you know, um, but uh, we just really try to just stay low, you know, grow low and stay low and just love people. And then all, being authentic to, you know, within the community, we, we I have an issue. I love feeding the poor. I love ministering to the broken. And we we have um, things like that set up. And, um, you know, we totally do that. It's come as you are kind of church. You know, we've had people, prostitutes and whatnot come right in drug addicts different thing doesn't matter to us we love you we've seen uh homosexuals come in be completely set free you know just love them where they're at but speak truth to them you know and see them completely set free um you know like i said drug addicts we just had a, a baptize a woman she had been set free from a heroin addiction for 10 years you know loving people but then also really being the church and you know we have this really like this thing where we'll go out and we'll like love people um, in the community that we never see again, you know, or we'll go and we'll like give to the poor, but then, you know, Joe and Susan in the church can't pay their light bill. Uh, you know, and so we really have, um, kind of tried to take care of the household of faith. If you will, you see that in the early church, um, you know, the Bible says do good to all men, but especially those of the household of faith and that because all gave none lacked, you know, and so really just trying to steward, um, the Lord and his finances and have the body be more full and, and like, you know, not one need um, being left unmet, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. And uh, I know there's been a lot of prophecy recently about another awakening coming. Uh, and we're on the brink of like this, you know, big move of God. And of course, God moves every day, but an actual resting like what we've heard from some of the other revivals like Brownsville and you know Toronto and um is there anything that you guys are doing to just kind of um get ready for that or just like you said are you just seeking God daily and just laying at his feet daily and just um or is there anything different you're doing to prepare for this these words that we're hearing yeah I want to preface it with you know, it's all this is not new. And I think we get because, you know, there's a great scripture. Behold, I do a new thing, you know. Um, but but, you know, this is not new teaching. This is actually a restoration of what is ancient and taught from the beginning. You know, really people walking with God, what what we're doing. I want to preface it with that. A yeah. and then B, I want to preface it with with we don't want to get into striving. We're actually a by walking on what is called the narrow way, um, we're actually abiding because we're abiding and walking upon the path that the, the straight and narrow, the highway of holiness, not crooked paths that are the path of the Lord. And then the Lord by default rests in that. So some people say, well, this is this is striving or that or that. It's really not. And it's not coming from that heart. It's just trusting 
by faith that God said, hey, do it this way. And this is the road that we walk on. And as we do it, the Holy Spirit and the glory and the presence of God, it rests there. And, um, and it's by default. Mm, but, you know, we've okay. really, um, even last year, uh, corporately, but again, this has been by the Spirit. This has not been forced. And I, I've been shocked, personally. Um, but we have fasted corporately uh, more than I have ever experienced in my life. Um, and it's been by the leading of the Lord. And when I say corporately, I mean like 90% of the church, A, and then B, um, like extended times. I don't know that there's been one or two months that goes by where there hasn't, the Lord hasn't called us into a corporate fast. And, you know, there's been times I've got up and said, hey, some of myself and the, and the way we've submitted is not like, hey, we going on a corporate fast. Everybody has to do it. It's like, hey, myself and some of the leaders and, and that we feel the Lord is saying that, you know, he's called us to a corporate fast. So we want to invite you if you feel led to like join us. And then everybody does it. It's it's just been nuts. And then extended fast, you know, from Daniel fast to liquid only fast to 21 day fast, week fast, 40 day fast. Like it's just been and it's almost like we get done with one and a couple of weeks go by and the Lord's like, okay. And, and we're like, whoa, but, but what I'm seeing <laughs> April is like people have actually taken their vacation time off of uh, work and come and slept at the church for days, praying day and night fasting and yes. praying. I've never seen anything like it. It's come super on. humbling. And I, you know, this has just been a work of the spirit in, um, in people's lives. And I, I really think that's been it. It's been actually not this shakalaka yelling and, 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 and like calling down the fire of God, but humbling ourselves and going low and saying, God, search us, remove the leaven from the lump. God, mm-hmm. you know, remove the leaven from, I feel the Lord on that. Remove the leaven from the lump. Lord, like a little Jesus. leaven leavens the whole lump. So, Take out the leaven, Lord, and uh, you know, let us be unleavened, flat, low, you know, oh, and that we could bring, you know, that the lamb can rest here. And so often we'll say, you know, in our community, we we say we we may our lives be slaughtered on the altar of God that the lamb might live through us. You know, I died daily that Christ might live and it's been a dying, you know, it's been a constant uh, dying and refining and purifying that has been going on for really since we started. But this last year when COVID hit, um, we actually gathered more, not less. We, you know, um, uh, sought God. And again, not, not to point fingers at anybody who didn't do that, but, uh, you know, we just sought God and, and have been had had the Lord refine us in the secret place, in the place of of prayer and pa- fasting. And, it, and it's, it's still going on, you know, this year. So. Um. Oh, dude, you have me pacing back and forth on my floor. We just wait on him, you know, it's just wait on him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Oh my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Man, his presence is everything, you know? Just, oh my gosh, drinking of him and through him and in everything about him is like, is everything. He's everything. He's everything, you know? It's, it's not. It's not some religious to-do list. It's not, it's like, I'm in love. We're in love. You know, that's really with this movement, with this thing that everybody's calling it. It's yeah. a love revolution and a, and a, a waking up yeah. out of apathy. You know, um, so man, I don't even want to uh, stop the podcast, but I feel like our time is like wrapping up. Our time is wrapping up a bit. Is there any last thoughts or uh, anything you'd like to say or prayer? Yeah, or, I would. Uh, I would love to pray. Be super honored to and and to. I would just add with what you said about the love revolution. You know, that's really what it is. And I think, like you said, it's not this to do list. But we're free to actually just get lost loving Jesus, and the doing is done by default. And it, and it becomes who we are and it just, I can't help, but tell you about him. I can't help, but prophesy. I can't help, but hear his voice. I can't help, but heal the sick, cast out devils. You know, I can't help, but really love my neighbor and love the body and love the brother. I can't help it because I know him. You know, it's like uh, John said, anybody that says they know God, but don't love their brother is a liar. Why? Because as I know God, I'll love my brother (laughs) by default, you know? Um, and so it's so, so true. Good. It is a love. It's back to first love. Yeah. You know, he said, you're doing all these things in Revelations. He said, you're doing all the things that great. That's great. But you've abandoned your first love, you know, and instead we can just love and be free. We don't have to worry about measuring up or doing this or doing that. Even in the area of holiness, you know, we just get back to loving him and then he does it in us and through us. So, um, so so good yeah and it's not the worldly love either that we often see you know it's not their definition it's it's completely different <laughs> it's not their definition so just wanted to say that you know that um um love is an uncompromising yeah, yeah the, love. the world's love you know, loves yeah, to receive people. you know like it's i love you for what you can give me you know but god's love is is i love you so i give you everything you know, and from this love, I'll, I'll, you know, no greater love than this, than to lay one's life down for his friends. And the, the real true love is not about what I get from you, but what I can give to you. You know, freely I have received, freely I give. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's been such an honor, uh, April. But yeah, I, I would love to pray. And um, so, uh, Lord, we just thank you. God, I pray for all those listening. I pray that they would know you, uh, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, the lowly lamb, take of my yoke, learn of my ways. I am meek and lowly of heart, humble, Lord, that they would know you and then show you, God, that through encounter, they would be imparted your person. And then as they go, they would display what they have received freely giving it away. Lord, I pray God, I pray for hunger and stirring up for authentic biblical Christianity, full of encounter glory, experiential knowledge of God. Lord, I pray 
right now. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see uh, what the Spirit is saying and doing in the earth. And may we be low enough, low enough to really, truly receive it fully. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much and honor you guys. Um, and I really hope to come up and visit and uh, hang out at your church. And and because um, like I said earlier, I've heard so many great things about it. So I would love to come and check it out. And for our listeners, we'll provide um, all of his ministry information, all the links and everything underneath the podcast. So if you guys want to check it out and go for a visit, then all of that information will be available. But thank you again so much, Brett. Um, honor you guys. And um Thanks to all of our listeners. We hope you've experienced God's love, joy, and rest in this message. Until next time.